All right. Well, today we start a, a new series, Hearing the Voice of God. And I think that's really important because we need to know uh, how to listen and how to hear God. If we're going to do what God says and we're going to be obedient in that, we're going to walk in those blessings, wouldn't it be great if we could hear his voice, know that it's his voice, and be able to do that? I know, you know, that's something for Kim and I. We just want to like, God, I just want to know that it's you. If it's you and you're telling me to do that, I'm good with that. And that's, isn't that what we want as, as believers and followers to hear the voice of God and be able to do that and know that it's all going to be all right. How many knows if we do what God says, it's going to be okay? All right. So um, that's going to, let me give us our first thought today. And we've got some ground to cover, so it's going to be a good day. Our first thought today is follow the leader. Follow the leader. Romans 8, 4 through 8 says that the righteous requirement of law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Don't you like that part? Because of the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Going to jump down from Romans from that same chapter to 14 through 17. Many who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Where it says bears witness, that also means assures or an inward conviction. In today's world, I'm just going to say this is key because the world is much run by the enemy. How many believe that? There's a lot of influence in the flesh. It's just all about, you know, if it feels good, do it and, and satisfy the flesh right now. But we as believers have to hear the voice of God. Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths uh, of his heart. So God is going to use your spirit. Now listen to me. It's going to be his spirit, but he's going to talk to your spirit so it will guide you. Does that make sense? He's going to use his spirit to speak to your spirit to make that connection. And then your spirit's going to guide you as it listens to God's spirit connecting with your spirit. Say amen to that because that's how that works. Because people sometimes we think it's, oh, we'll never, we'll never catch it. Yes, you will. Because God is wanting to communicate to you. So he guides us by our spirit, by his spirit. Okay? So we have to be spiritually minded. And this is key to hearing the voice of God. We have to be spiritually minded. Now, in a, in a couple minutes, I'm going to talk to you about being sun-minded and being sin-minded. So we're kind of talking about spiritually minded here. Being spiritually minded, we're more conscious of the spirit, of the things of God, of the things important to God, the things that make the kingdom work. We're more mind conscious or conscious of that um, rather than our flesh being carnally minded. Now, our flesh is, is this, you know, when you're hungry, your stomach growls. It tells you when you're cold, you know, when you're mad, you know, all of the all of the senses are in the flesh. And so we have to be a little more listening to spirit minded god past what i feel past what i think past what i taste past what i smell past what i see what are you trying to tell me and if we could get spiritually minded then we unlock that door and a whole new world of the kingdom begins to open up 
Now, this is from John and his revelation that he got in Patmos when he was on that island. Revelation 21, 7 and 8. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. Say all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Notice he didn't say anything about your spirit being killed. Not talking about your spirit being killed. You can't kill a spirit. A spirit lives forever. Everybody in this room gets to live forever. Everybody gets to live eternally. We just get to choose where we want to live. We want to live in heaven. We choose Christ. We don't want to live in heaven by not choosing Christ. We get to find out what this lake is. And they ain't talking about Lake Erie. So, you know, we're, we're finding all of this stuff out. So he... he <laughs> He calls this the second death. So if there's a second death, there's got to be a first one. Right? Okay, so the first death is, is just when we're, if we die and we're separate from God. Because Paul says this, you know, if we're absent from the body and present with the Lord, if we have Christ, I mean, we might die physically, but we never die, die, die. Well, I mean, we die physically. You know what I'm saying? Eternally, we all get to live. But here, if we don't have Christ, there's a second, there's a separation there. Satan cannot be killed, he can be bound, he can be chained up, but you cannot kill a demon. This is God's job. Okay? Because when this comes in the end times, they all know the end result. We can, we can bind them, we can stop them from operating, we can cast them out. Don't you think if Jesus... Come on, somebody. I mean, he bound, put them in pigs and sent them over... You know, and all the pigs died, but I'm telling you, spirits are going to live forever. There's a place, and it's the lake of fire. That's where they're going to end up. So I want you to cross over. I'm trying to get you to cross over someplace where we have dominion, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. It's going to take spiritually minded people to hear God. It's going, you're going to have to want to hear God. You're going to have to make it part of of what you're going to do. Father, I just want, give me your mind. I, I know your thoughts are not my thoughts, but God, let, let, let's connect here. So here's our, our second thought. Cross the bridge. Now, we're going to go with 2 Corinthians, and we're going to go to chapter 4, but in chapter 3, Paul, Paul talks about strife being present to keep the saints carnal. Whatever a man thinks in his heart, the Bible says, so is he. So it affects our belief system. If we don't think godly if we're not trying to be spiritually minded it's going to be not so easy to then stay on track how many understand that i got a t-shirt in this so i'm just trying to tell you you got to stay god i need you i need you to guide me because let me tell you running up in front of him it don't work too well lagging behind him mm -mm, he's not going to drag you anywhere he wants you to follow him by your own free will and so we have to put all this in in, in line it affects our belief system so if we are in strife and confusion we can't stop the enemy because we've allowed him to come in and and we're doing you know we're fighting all these little fires when really we need to get a hold of this main thing how many understand what i'm talking about because he's going to get you off track to get you over here to get you man just be like peter well, jesus i know you're right there but look at these waves he'll get you off focus off course He'll get you to major on a minor. You know, if you'd major on the right thing, the minor will stop. 
2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. By day. There's a man in there. God is saying this. He's telling us the inward man doesn't age. Can I say this? God doesn't have any birthdays. Then wouldn't you like that? How old are you? I've just always been here. <laughs> doesn't have any birthdays. And the enemy doesn't want you to know who you are in Christ. He doesn't want you to be godly minded. He doesn't want you to have God's thought. God could give you an idea or give you a concept or give you an unction to do something. You ever had an unction? And just you're like, man, I just need to pray right now. I need to break that right now. I need to bind this right now. You know, there's things that have happened even in our household that we are like, man, we need to bind that. You just feel the spirit that just wants to come and try to take over. You have to bind that. The Bible talks about the strong man. There's a lot of, I mean, it's just like you got to pop the bully in the nose and the rest of his little guys are going to take off. So if you, you got to major on the major, Lord, what do you want me to get? Let, let's do this. What's your, what's your way? He wants us to be conscious of the inner man. A carnal minded person cannot please God. A carnal minded person cannot please God. So I want to build your faith. Faith comes by what? Comes by hearing not just what was heard. It's not, faith comes by heard. It's what I heard. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word. It comes by hearing. It's not just what you heard, but what you're continuing to hear. What you're putting in your, your system here. What you're allowing into your ear gate, into your heart. Second Corinthians 5.17, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, for us to move ahead, we have to be godly minded. For us to hear God, we need to be godly minded, mindful of his spirit, because we have the spirit that he, we have his spirit inside of us. We are made in God's image and he gave us dominion. Second Corinthians 5, 21, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's pretty powerful. And here's our third thought this morning. We've got to live God's way. You know what righteousness is? God's right way of doing things. That's a layman's term of righteousness. It's just God's right way. We're talking about the righteousness of God. It's the ability to stand in God's presence without any sense of guilt, condemnation, or inferiority. It's hard to even think about that. In other words, you have to believe what he said. You have to understand that he does wash away sin. You have to understand that he does forgive, that he does restore, that he is the one that said, I love you so much, I'll send my son to die for you. You have to believe all of that. To be free, absolutely, in the presence of God. Righteousness is the very life, it's the very nature of God. Abraham was accounted righteous. He wasn't righteous, he was accounted righteous. Think about that. We are the actual righteousness of God. And how? When we get born again, according or accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, according to the word, then we become born again. We become that new creature. We just read that scripture. Uh, let's see, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible of the word of God. Jesus, who made to be sin for us, knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. That's pretty powerful. The righteousness of God because of Christ and what he did on Calvary. Our fourth point today is we just have to receive it. We didn't earn it. We just have to receive it. 
We just have to accept it. The opposite of righteous consciousness, when we are understanding spiritual mindedness, would be sin consciousness. And this is the battle that we have. People with the mindset of sin consciousness figure they are saved by works. If I do something so good, if I can just do enough good deeds, I'm going to tip the scale a little bit. When I stand in front of God, he's going to say, well, you know what? You're a pretty nice guy. Come on. You got a little more good than you did bad. It's okay. That's not how it works. People with that mindset figure they are saved by works. Holiness is conduct. Righteousness is nature. Most people who think that way, it involves works. It just is like, I got to do this, I got to do this. And we're trying to, you know, and I, I feel most of our dream teamers here at TLC, we are doing our best. They have the best hearts. They're like, they're doing this because they want to do it. It is their heart to do it. They're not doing it to earn their way into heaven. You can't earn your way. How many knows you're saved by grace? So that it's not by works. So we've understood, you know, oh, God, remember the song we'd sang? Oh, you know, I once was lost, but now I'm found. You saved a, a wretch like me. We, we heard the song the other day, and what was it? They didn't say wretch. They said someone like me, because I guess we we're trying to be correct or whatever. However you want to put it, whether you feel like you're a wretch or, or just anybody, Jesus came to save you. Peter says that none would perish. But people that have this mindset, they've been born again, but they have not received the righteousness of God. They, don't, they just don't see it that way. They just feel like they're not good enough. They've, they've lived in condemnation. They've lived in, in this mindset of there's always something wrong, and it's always my fault, and I've got to keep doing this, and I've got to keep doing that. They're being righteous in their own strength and ability. And let me tell you, it'll wear you out because you, you don't have enough. There is no way because that's not how it works. They have the mindset to, they just seem to, I mean, you ever just going to church and there are people just like, oh, I'm just trying to make it till Jesus comes and they just, I'm just suffering for the Lord. I don't want to have that. That isn't no fun. Not that life has to be fun, but I think God came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. I, I think he came to give you divine health. I think he came to, to bless you and that people are like, what is going on with you? I came to live good life and live a life on purpose. How about you? I think God has more for us. People with that mindset, they can't seem to get any answers in prayer because they just don't, they don't see their prayer going up past the ceiling because they're, they're completely, their belief system is warped. So they finally, they'll get somebody to pray for them. Now, let me just say, there's nothing wrong with getting people to agree with you. That's biblical. Getting people to pray with you, that's good. But if all you do is get people to pray because you don't feel that you are being heard, and that you are not worthy enough, then you have something that's offset. You're having trouble hearing God because you are being condemned by the enemy. You have a sin consciousness. We want you to be self-sufficient. We want you to know if somebody's not there, you and God make a majority. Say amen to that, man. Nothing, nothing wrong with getting help, but it's okay to know that, man, God, you make it more than able. All things are possible to him who believes how many remember something the lord did for you just something like man he just did that he just came in and bam he just he was just god i prayed for this and wow it just happened or i would prayed for that for years and all of a sudden i got a suddenly or or how did i get that job god did that how did i get that raise god did that 
Our fifth thought this morning. Stop stinking thinking. You know, because in the mindset before, we have to wait. Let's wait till Pastor gets here. Let's wait till Miss Kim can come and Pastor and Miss Kim can come and pray. You take authority and you pray. I mean, can we? Yeah, we can do that. But you, if this is where you live, you're the priest. You take authority. Those are your kids. You take authority. We'll help you. We'll agree in prayer. But we want you to understand that God has given that to you. So we have to stop the stinking thinking. We have to stop this because the enemy wants to get you all alone. You're having trouble hearing God because the enemy wants to get you isolated and God wants to get you insulated. God wants you to be full of him, his spirit and your spirit connect so you can hear the voice of God. You're not swaying to the left or the right. You know what he's told you. You see, when we don't think we're good enough, it hinders our ability to hear. Why would God talk to me? He'll talk to you, but he won't talk to me. I have people come up to me when I worked at Honda and just say, hey, would you pray for so-and-so because I know God hears you. And I said, well, God hears you too. No, we don't. Okay, I'll pray. But he does hear you. He can hear you just like, like he hears me. You want me to show you that? No. And let's just be honest. No, I don't want that. I just want you to do the work. Sooner or later, you're going to have to face that. Because we all need to get our minds right. God's right way of doing things, his righteousness. For that to happen, we have to have the mindset of righteousness. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we have to change the way we think. You know, Brett, I've always done this. I've always thought this. I've always had these kind of thoughts. Change those. You know, just like I have this remote right here. I have this remote that, say, that operate, operates that projector or operates your TV at home. You got to change that remote. You got something that comes in the channel of your mind because it's been over there. It's been carnally minded. It's been trained for that. You got the remote. Change the channel. Change it. Just start going, you know what? I'm not doing that. I used to watch that channel. I don't watch that no more. I'm changing that. You are the change agent. If you want to hear God and you want 2017 to be different, you got to change the channel. You got to get your mind saying, God, let me start thinking like you. Let me start doing what you want me to do. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, if you don't want to change the channel, you might as well be singing the Bad Booger Blues. Because you're just going to keep hearing the same thing over and over again. You might be, you know, I, I listed some here. The Bad Booger Blues, Cry Me a River, Gloom Despair. Since it's Valentine's Day, baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. You can sing all of those songs, but man, let's just, you know... Well, this relationship didn't work out, Pastor Brad. You just don't know. Okay, and then God's got somebody for you. Change the channel. Well, we didn't do this. I don't have any money to do this. Then change the channel. What's coming out of your mouth? What's your mind saying? If that's what you're thinking, you're speaking what you're thinking. Quit doing that. Stop your stinking thinking. A bad mindset will destroy faith. You see, a mindset that's not like God isn't scriptural. We need to have, God, help me to think like you. He calls you an ambassador, a king, a priest. He calls you his son or daughter. He calls you his child. I don't want my, my faith destroyed because without faith, I can't please God. If I'm works-minded or sin-conscious, it's a disease in my spirit. If that's all I do, I'm constantly working. I'm constantly, oh, this is how I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that's not, that's not right. 
if you're constantly trying to push the envelope just to say, this is what I got to do just to make heaven. Trust me, if you accept Christ, you've already made heaven. He's already paid that price. Whatever you're doing is just spinning your wheels. Why don't you start asking God? I want to keep his mindset because if, if we don't, it'll weaken our spirit. We have to stay on course. If you continually just, I'm not going to do that. I'm, not going, to, I'm going to just think the way I want to think. And you continually let the enemy bombard you. It'll start weakening your spirit. That's not fun to hear. Outside you have five senses. You see, you smell, you hear, you touch, you taste. But what's the sense on the inside? This is our number six thought today. Is use faith. Faith is your sixth sense. That almost sounds like I'm lifting when I say that. Faith is my sixth sense. But you're going to have to use your faith. You're going to have to go by stuff that you can't. Remember we talked about that line a few weeks ago about the natural level, all of our senses, and, and we have to go in that spiritual realm because it happens in the spiritual realm to bring it down to the natural. You've got to use that faith. That's what's going to help you. That sixth sense, that one that just says, you know what? Can, can I just say sometimes your, your senses will mislead you. Have you anybody ever been to Disney World? Been to Disney World, go to, in what, some of those rides they have, and their job in those rides is just to get your senses all wackadoo. You'll swear you're flying. You're not flying, but you'll swear you are. I mean, it just feels like you're flying. And, you know, we went into some space thing, and the kids are like, Dad, Dad, let's go. And I'm like, I, I don't want, I want to be able to see you know, if, if I can fly in a plane, I'm cool with that because I can see everything. I don't want to be closed off and can't see it and just feel like I'm, hmm, you know, no. And they're like, it's not like that, Dad. It's going to be great. Well, they set me in this car and right in front of me are barf bags. Something wrong with that. <laughs> so I asked my kids, I said, if this isn't what you're saying, what are these doing here? And they're like, you can't get out now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good ride for me. And for the rest of the day, the rest of the day, I was fighting. Hi, how you doing? You want anything else to eat? No, not really. I'm fine. Thank you. Had a headache, all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying, there's going to be some times that you're going to think something else, but God might say, listen, I know you want to go this way, but the way you got to go is that way. Everything inside you, there's guys that were lost one time in a fog, and the one guy told him before he left, he said, listen, just keep your compass going north, and you'll come back to this pier. And as they left, the fog came in, they couldn't find their way back, and so the guy's heading the boat back on this lake. They can't even see 10 feet in front of the boat. Everybody in the boat's mad at him. I'm telling you, you're going the wrong way. You've got to go this way. Everything inside him is saying, I need to go that way. But the compass, he kept it at north. And, I mean, these guys are almost fighting. They're ready to, hey, I'm going to take this boat over. Mutiny! And he just keeps going north. And finally, after an hour, hour and a half on a 30-minute ride to get there, they see the pier. Everything inside him said go that way, except that sixth sense. What's God telling you? What's he telling you by faith? It might not look like, man, if I'm going to be carnally minded, this will... Okay, I'm going to stay the course. God is going to help you find out what you need to do. 
When we get saved, we can take on that righteous way God has for us. And if, we're, if we don't take on God's way, then the enemy can rule. You give him an inch, and he will take what? More than that, even. He'll do whatever he can do. Because the enemy, disease, strife, sickness, those are all his masters. But we have to know our heritage. We are children of the living God. We are born again believers that have come in. We are adopted into the family of God. And because of Calvary and the price paid by Jesus, we've been bought and paid for. We didn't earn it. We can't buy it. We've already been bought. And he's already put that done. It's already noted in the books. We are saved and we are set free. Sin-minded or sun-minded, they're two opposites. We only have two more points and we'll be done. Thought number seven. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. To hear the voice of God, you need to be sun-minded. You need to be sun-minded, S-O-N-minded. Not S-U-N if you're taking notes, S-O-N. Sin-minded, you can, you can hear, but you don't really have the channel if we're sun-minded. Because we're more drawn by what we, what we see, feel, touch, by those senses if we are more sin-minded. Sun-minded says, I've got fellowship with God. You know what fellowship is? Two guys in the ship. I'm just teasing. It's not really. Two fellows in a ship. Oh, that was better than your even, you know. I know it's early. Come on. Gee. Jesus referred to God as Father. And he had no sense of inferiority. He was a son. He walked like a son should walk. He, he demonstrated that. His whole job, you know, he came down, he demonstrated, you know, if you see me do it, dad showed me. You hear me say it, dad told me. And he, he walked around and he just enlisted people. People were just like, man, I want to follow you. I want, and he was like, come on, let's go, let's do this. Because he had something about him that he was saying, I'm going to show you how to do this. He was our example. He came down to earth and became the son of man so that he could make you and I sons and daughters of God. That's pretty awesome. He's showing us how to operate. He showed us how to pray. He, he called a prayer the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Abba, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This whole prayer is built on a relationship. It's all built on a relationship. And, and there's all these Old Testament names of God. And I could go through all those names. We, you've heard them before. But in every area, what you need, God has already been that. Let me just make it really simple. You know, in this room, you know, I've got my nieces that are in this room. I'd be Uncle Brett. To many of you, I'm, I'm it's Pastor Brett. To, to Mallory, I'm, I'm Pops. I'm Dad. To Kim, you know, I'm Honey. So, you know, I have different names, but I am, I am who I am. Does that make sense? See, God is the same way. God has all these different attributes, all these different names, and he's all these different things, and he does these things for you because he loves you. He is your father. Whatever you need, he can supply. Jesus was spiritually minded when they came to take him. This is what he told them. He said, if he wanted to, I could call a whole legion of angels to come and help me. But he didn't. He didn't stoop down like Peter did. Peter chopped off ears. Jesus just said, listen, I know who I am. I know why I came. I, I can't. How many? I'll just be the first to admit. I have, I'm more like Peter in the past. You ever been like that? 
Man, sometimes don't you just want to say something? Don't you just want to say something? I went and bought Kim some flowers the other day because she asked me to for the house. And the lady that I talked to, she goes, I said, where are your clearance flowers? Because that's where she told me to look. And, I, and she goes, they're right there. And I said, oh, okay. And she goes, I don't want any part of that. I'm thinking, what did I do? And I said, are they all marked as marked? I said, I don't want any part of that. I'm just thinking, what is your problem? I wanted to go over and say, I'm going to give you a part of that. You ever feel like that? That would have been what Peter did. This is how cool Jesus was. Jesus never got down in the flesh. Peter just got in the flesh. Oh, you're not coming to take him. Watch out. Jesus never did that because let me tell you this. You can't walk on water in the flesh. You can't raise the dead in the flesh. You can't, you, you can't make a leper get clean in the flesh. You can't feed 20,000 people in the flesh. You can't do that in the flesh. You've got to stay sun-minded. Because what you want, you can't accomplish being sin-minded. So we've got to hear God's voice. Come on now. You see, when we stay sun-minded, it takes out impossibilities. It takes out all the things that can't because it's all things are possible to him who believes. We don't consider what may not happen, only what we say will happen. Speak the end result. You don't have to consider what might, well, what happens if they don't? What happens if they do? I'm just going to say what they do. God, if I'm sun-minded and you said, pray for this, I prayed for people and he, and he told me, Somebody here can't hear out of there. It was their left ear. And, he, you know, he wants to heal them. So I, I was in a service. I called that out because he kept telling me and telling me and telling me. And some big man, and I'm saying a big man, just like, you know, like 6'5", mm, comes out. And he said he had something blow up in, in the war or something. And he's never been able to hear out of his ear since. Let me just say this. What happens then is your mind has a choice. At least if you're me. I mean, and if you're you, you're going to say, I either got to believe this or I don't. What if this doesn't happen? Because your mind will run with that if you let it. But what if it does? So then I start saying, all right, God, you got me out here. I really believe you told me to do this. So this is the only thing I'm going to focus on. Son-mindedness. Righteous-minded. He's going to hear. So I start thinking in my mind, what's it going to be like? What's his face going to look like when he hears out of that ear? That's what starts going through my mind. Not, oh my gosh, what happens if it doesn't work? I'm not going to entertain that because I'm going to stay sun-minded. So I put my finger in his ear. I'm glad it wasn't his nose that had a problem, but I put my finger in his ear. And I prayed, Father, I thank you for calling this to, me, to my attention that you're going to heal him right now. I can't remember the exact words I said. Took my finger out of his ear, and I had already tried before, you know, clicked over here. Can you hear me? I'd say something, he couldn't hear it, so then I was doing the same thing. I clicked, and, it, and his eyes go. And I said, I felt like a, a, probably a Verizon commercial. I said, can you hear me now? Or whatever that is. You know, I said something, and, and his face, he kind of went like that. And then I said, like, Jesus is Lord. Or, and he repeated it, and the whole place. And then he goes, and he puts his hand up here, and he's like, ah, ah, I, I can hear. And the whole place goes, wow. I didn't do anything. I just was doing what he said. Sun-minded. He'll do the same thing with you. Because he wants his kids to understand there are blessings and promises that follow them that believe.
Say amen to that. Sickness and disease is under you. You have authority over it. You have the righteousness uh, of God to be able to do those things. And that involves faith. There's people that don't want to put those two together. You've got to put them together. They go together. You, you know, if you're, if you're not righteous, God's way of doing things, you're not going to have faith. They have to go together. Those things go God's way of doing things, his right way of doing things. Faith works because I know it's not my works that work. Does that make sense? It's him that does it. That's what I'm saying. He guides us. As, as, you know, it's our spirit guiding us through his spirit, guiding our spirit. You know, that's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's pretty amazing. I walk in faith because I know where I stand with God. I know where God is and I know God loves me. And God is wanting to use you for his glory, for his kingdom. I know I'm his child. I know I'm family. I know my heavenly father will take care of me. I know I'm a king. I know I'm a priest. I know I've been bought with a price. I'm an ambassador. I walk in favor. I know. Turn to three people and tell them you know. I'm telling you, you need to know that God has got great plans for you. Here's our last point this morning. Get started. Adam walked and talked with God. He, he was talking in his spirit and he could talk to God in the cool of the day. Wouldn't that be awesome? It can be with you. I had to start grabbing onto this too because sometimes we read the Bible just like, well, that's just before. That doesn't happen now. Hebrews says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that means if Adam could walk and talk with God, you can walk and talk with God. That means I can commune with his spirit and he can talk to me just like you're hearing me right now. You can hear God. That's pretty cool. God is restoring everything. Everything that was lost in the fall. When Adam gave all the authority away to the enemy, you remember that? Come on, that's how we lost it. But Jesus came and brought it back. He got the authority back and he gave it to you and I. And because of that, we can walk and talk with God again. We can have communion again that same way. He can guide you. When you can hear God, you're at peace. All I want to do is hear God. That's what I want. I just want to hear God. Come on, am I right about it? Do you want to hear God? I mean, wouldn't it be great to just know this is what he said? I mean, in our lives right now, that's all we want. We just want to hear him. We just want to know this is what he said. You see, people get all wrapped up in self. They come to church. Well, Mallory didn't sing that song. I wanted her to sing that song. Who does she think she is? She should know that that is a good song to sing. Or they should be, you know, I wish Pastor would just, I just wish he would say something else. He says the same thing sometimes over and over again. What's he think we are, stupid? You know, sometimes why I say the same thing over and over again, because repetition is the best way you learn it. It's not because I got nothing else to say, because sometimes I'm like, I do not want to say that story again. Other times I like saying the story, so this depends on what it is. But Isaiah uh, 32, 17, the work of the righteous will be peace. Listen to this. You're going to want to underline this. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. Look at that. The work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect, the effect will be quietness and assurance. Isn't that, and you know what that means? That means I don't have to get upset. I don't have to get all in strife. I don't have to get riled out. I, I can just be like, okay, I'm cool because I know what he told me. 
I know what he said, so I'm good. I don't have to go. I can do this. Whatever he says, that's what I'll do. Now, I put this in here because this is important. We got to become righteous-minded and not sun-minded. So the effect of righteousness is what? Quietness and assurance. Now, suppose you do something wrong. Because this is what I said. Well, God, what if I blow it? What if I screw up? I know that nobody in here has ever blown it or ever screwed up or made a mistake. <laughs> we all have. But we have, according to the Bible, we have an advocate with the Father. Who is that? Jesus. And so did he go through what you're going through? Yes. He was tempted on all points. He went through all of that. And he stands before the high court of heaven. And when you blow it, you have an advocate. And here's what he says. If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Isn't that incredible? That's in 1 John. If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just. He's your advocate. He will forgive you and cleanse you from it. He wants to keep you clean because unrighteousness is sin. So how do we do that, Brett? So when you blow it, then you're going to need to confess it so that you can get clean from it and you can move forward and hear something that's kind of tough. And this, you're going to go, I don't know what you'll think, but I'm going to tell you anyway because you need to hear it. You need to act like you never did it. I mean, now, humility, I'm not, I'm not trying to be prideful. I'm just saying, I'm going to confess it. He's going to forgive me for it. You need to act like you never did it. Give it to God and watch your prayers get answered. You know what dampens our faith is being sin-minded and condemnation. And the enemy will play that to the hilt. Look what you did. Look how you've been. Da-da-da-da-da. This happened this many days ago, this many years ago, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. And he'll pound you with that, pound you with that. But if you'll start being sun-minded and not sin-minded, and then you can say, you know what, the blood works or it doesn't. Thank God I'm not... You know, I'm not completely perfect for sure, but I'm on my way to being where God wants me to be. The past is the past, and you cannot go back. To stay spiritually minded or sun-minded, you have to keep your mind on God. If you continue to revisit those things, every time you do and every time you rehearse it, it weakens your spirit. I'm just saying, if you keep rehearsing everything you did wrong or everything that's happened to you and all of those things, it weakens your spirit. And when for you to go forward, now you've got to draw even more from God because you're weak. Paul said, I've hurt no man and offended no man. This is a guy that was killing Christians. Think about it. And he wrote most of the New Testament. And he thought he was doing it in the beginning before God had that Damascus Road experience he was all on top of all that. But he had a revelation of righteousness. He could hear God and he didn't feel unworthy because he knew it worked. David came to his brothers and we're almost finished here. And he heard Goliath and he was accused of being proud. They said it was pride. It was righteousness. He had this this 
holy anger that's like, you can't talk about God that way. Righteousness says this, you have no right to put that on my body. Enemy, I have, I'm not supposed to be sick. I'm not supposed to be, God has already redeemed me. And you begin to declare the authority that God gave you. Proverbs eleven eight: the righteous is delivered from trouble and it comes to the wicked instead. I like that. Here's Proverbs eleven thirty one: If the righteous will be recompensed on the earth, how much more the ungodly in the center? Recompense means paid back. That's what that means. And it doesn't say when we get to heaven, it says on the earth while we're still here. I like that too. So have you ever had anything taken from me that you let the enemy take or whatever? You're going to get it back. If it's good, if it's not, then let it go. Before I leave this earth, thank you, God, for bringing the things back that I need to have. Proverbs 2, 7, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Upright also means righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them out of them all the bible says jesus didn't give any attention to circumstances around him he didn't look at the weather when it came to walking on water he didn't look at the maim i don't know what's wrong with you you know bud dead or whatever he didn't care about all that stuff he just said i'm about my father's business what do you need what do you want me to do and that's what he focused on god what is priority right here what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Do you want me to go to Lazarus now or do I stay here right now? Whatever you want me to do. He didn't look at lack. He just said, let's do this thing. Whatever you want me to do. We got to become sun-minded, righteous-minded. No longer depending on our senses to tell us we have to depend on God. We hear him clearly. We obey him. Peace is restored back to us. Here's 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Now this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked. Now I've heard Pastor Gary teach this and basically what it says when he hears us, it means just as a lawyer would take the case, that's what that means. He takes the case. I heard you, I'm on it, I got it, and he's gonna deliver you for it. He's already paid the price. You just need to receive it. But when we are all sin-minded and not sun-minded we have a hard time receiving so this morning if we're going to look at the voice of god we got to start saying okay god help me get my mindset right help me understand that i I, i'm not perfect but boy thank goodness you are and that if i just adhere to you let your spirit guide me and i can hear that then i get that assurance that quietness that peace and i can be okay do you receive that today All right, let's bow our heads. Let's believe God because God has put you in right standing. He's put you.